What's up, guys? Welcome to Lockdown Universe. Thanks for joining the show. I just wanted to send a huge shout out to anybody who has donated. I appreciate you guys. It helps make the podcast and it's brought to you by donations. So uh, it makes it easier for me to research. It takes a lot of time to research these topics and bring them to you. So uh, especially these unique stories, um, they're hard to find and they're giving, getting more and more difficult to find. So if you're able to donate, would really appreciate it. Make the show a lot better and uh, allow me to get some better equipment. So until then, enjoy the show, guys. Take care. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. It's a holiday weekend. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your holiday. Hopefully you guys got an extra day off of work and are able to relax and kick back with your family and friends. So today, I came across an article that talks about how DMT can allow you to see elves and other entities while they are using this substance now. I personally have never used DMT. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there, Joe Rogan and a lot of other people, you know, on podcasts talking about using it and how they've had these crazy experiences um, that allow them to break through reality, quote unquote, break through to another reality and engage with other entities. Now, that's very similar to what we talk about a lot on this podcast, which is near-death experiences. But with near-death experiences, people go through a tunnel, and they go through a go to another uh, plane of existence. Now with DMT, obviously they didn't die; people are still alive. Um, they utilize DMT, smoke it, and they have these experiences where they like basically reality cracks right in front of them, and they go into very geometric patterns. They see a lot of uh, very you know very distinguishable shapes and they also see different types of entities one entity that comes up very 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 frequently is elves and particularly machine elves so these elves appear to be like behind the scenes working on these different machines so to speak um and they sometimes are um either insectoid like entities or I should say insectoid-like elves, or they're involved with insectoid-like entities. So it's kind of interesting. It kind of ties in with the insectoid-like species. Now, are they the same? Who knows, right? But I wanted to get into this article, and we can kind of talk about it a little bit. So this article is from The Big Think, um, and they talk about how they had surveyed more than 2,000 DMT users who encountered entities while they were tripping. Uh, and they found out a lot of meaningful information. So like we talked about, um, DMT allows you to break through to another existence. For some people, that's the existence of an afterlife. It changes their beliefs in, in an afterlife. It changes their belief about God. Uh, it changes their belief about the reality that they're currently in. Um, so according to uh, this article, which is published in the Journal of Psychopharmacology, the survey includes responses from 2,500 adults about their single most memorable encounter while uh, engaged with DMT, either smoking or vaporizing it. So most respondents used that used DMT, they stated they used it about 12 times in their life. They didn't include ayahuasca, um, although ayahuasca 
also contains DMT within it. So the most common uh, emotions that they experience were like joy and that kind of thing. But the encounters they state, which, which is really interesting here, is that they felt more real than reality. For 81% of people, they stated that having this DMT experience was more real than real, right? More human than human, like the Rob Zombie song, right? There was an indescribably powerful notion that in that this dimension in which the entity I convened with was infinitely more real than the reality I usually inhabit. It felt truer than anything else I'd ever experienced. Imagine that. That's a quote from a DMT user. So people described entities in different ways. They utilized different labels. So they stated that one, one being uh, a being, one being a guide, another term was a spirit, another term was an alien, another term was a helper. Now, in 10 to 15%, these also included the term elf or angel. So most people said the beings weren't hallucinations, that they were, in fact, real and living on another dimension or reality. Most described these beings positively. 96% uh, stated that they were conscious, intelligent, and 78% labeled them as benevolent, meaning, you know, beneficial for us, uh, not malevolent or against us. Um, most received an encounter uh, message. Uh, during their experience, uh, what that message is is totally individualized, um, but some people were <laughs> given the information that uh, about the location of the Zippo lighter that they had lost, they had gone missing, buried deep in their couch, and others responded that they uh, received information about the rules and regulations of the NFL. However, the encounters were often followed by lasting changes and well-being and beliefs and, and about their beliefs so they got a lot of well-being out of these encounters you know it, it's very rare that i hear a negative dmt story i hear a few here and there but i think if i hear very very far more um negative lsd experiences than i do dmt you know by far um it seems like you have to be with a good group of people on acid or, or on shrooms um, to be with a healthy group, positive group of people. DMT, it's like you, you can be by yourself and you can just basically break through reality like Neo in the Matrix for about 15 minutes. And then you come back and you're like perfectly conscious, perfectly cognizant, and you're back in reality. That's like the, the very unique power of this, of this drug is that you don't have to go on a 12-hour trip you know, with mushrooms, you know, you're on it for a long ride. You know, LSD, you might be on it for a while. DMT, 15 minutes, in and out, and you're done. So, like, that's that's the difference. Now, can it feel like you're in there for, like, an hour or two hours or, or days or months? Yeah, it, can, it probably can. From what I've read, some people state that it does feel like that. Um, what's more interesting is that, you know, these people who've had depression, they've had addiction, they've had issues with mood and behavior problems. People started to experience alleviation with these problems. They started to feel better. They started to have better behavior attributes. Um, they had positive life changes with their attitude and moods and behavior. That's what's really interesting. When we look at like DMT, ketamine, 
look at some other drugs. There's some there there are clinics in Chicago. There's clinics in L.A. There's clinics in um, uh, New York that have ketamine um, for people with depression. You know, and they have an uh, uh, FDA approved inhaler for it. Um, so you you inhale it through your nose and you stay in the office for x amount of minutes, um, and it it takes it it allows you to alleviate some of your depression. Some people do it intravenously through these clinics, and they stay in the office, and they, you know, are taken care of, and they they state that they have a lot of benefit from it. Now, going back to the DMT, the study also noted that DMT encounters have a lot in common with near-death experiences and alien abduction experiences, which is what I talk about, uh, which also have been shown to produce long-lasting changes or personal beliefs. Now, Unlike alien abductions, DMT seems to have a lot more positive connotations to it. People that get abducted by aliens, it's a lot of people have negative experiences. There's there's a few. There's a few that have positive experiences that, you know, they just get to have conversations with these aliens and the aliens leave them alone. They don't even do experiments on them, or at least people don't remember they had experiences done. But they have these good um, encounters. Depends on which species they're with. Um... So do DNT, DMT entities actually exist in some other dimension, or are they merely hallucinations of a brain that's uh, generating these visual processing uh, systems, and it's overwhelmed by this powerful tryptamine? Well, the late American ethnobotanist Terence McKenna believed the DMT uh, had beings uh, that were accessed through the DMT. They were real. He states they were machine elves. Here's how one he once described one of his DMT experiences. He states, I sank to the floor. I experienced this hallucination of tumbling forward into these fractal geometric spaces made of light. And then I found myself in the equivalent of the Pope's private chapel. And there were insect elf machines proffering strange little tablets little tablets isn't that interesting like we're talking our tablets like little digital tablets he stated that these strange little tablets had strange writing on them and he states he i was aghast completely appalled because in a matter of seconds my entire expectation of the nature of the world was just being shredded in front of me i've never actually gotten over it these self-transforming machine elf creatures were speaking in a colored language which condensed into rotating machines that were like Fabergé eggs, but crafted out of luminescent superconducting ceramics and liquid crystal gels. All this stuff was so weird and so alien and so un-Englishable, that's the word he used, that it was a complete shock. I mean, the literal turning inside out of my intellectual universe, exclamation mark. So McKenna believed the machine elves exist in an alternate reality which form a raging universe of active intelligence that is transhuman, hyperdimensional, and extremely alien. But he was far from the first to believe that DMT is a doorway to other realms. Of course, we have indigenous peoples of the Amazon, uh, that have used ayahuasca for religious ceremonies for decades and centuries. Um, and no one's quite sure when they first started using the brew, but the Jibaro people of the Ecuadorian rainforest believe that ayahuasca allowed regular people, not just shamans, uh, 
to speak directly to the gods. So that's what's really interesting. Um, in the West, research on DMT has been sparse and interesting. Um, there's a psychiatrist, his name is Rick Strassman, who's conducted some of the first DMT human trials at the University of New Mexico in the early 90s. He found that at least half of his research subjects had encountered some form of entity after taking DMT. What's interesting is he's quoted as saying, I was neither intellectually nor emotionally prepared for the frequency with which, I, which contact with beings occurred in these studies. He wasn't ready for the frequency with which contact with beings occurred in their studies, nor the often utterly bizarre nature of these experiences. So his book is, the, is DMT, The Spirit Molecule. So the question is, you know, there's lots of, I guess there's, there's lots of questions, there's lots of information out there. I've actually watched a study, uh, a study, a show that was produced by Vice that had um, some really interesting um, discussions with an individual who was very versed in DMT. He started painting all of his experiences that he had utilizing DMT. He painted um, the Joker's faces that are commonly seen in DMT experiences. I believe he, I believe he painted the elves as well. Um, he painted these long geometric hallways with which he would uh, go down. That he was in these humongous, humongous building castle-like type structures. That each had a hall, and each hall would go down would have water coasting down it, like um, the cities in Italy. Um, that you need to access by boat and he would go down these tunnels filled with water and each tunnel had a different experience down it um, sometimes the joker's faces would be smiling sometimes they'd be frowning sometimes they'd be laughing um, but he stated he felt like he was always being guided uh, by a spirit guide um, that he would glean information every time he took it um, that he was always happy when he took the dmt that the dmt allowed him to have some some sense and stability in his life. It also seems to allow for an ego death. A lot of people don't know this term and that's okay. Ego death means you're you're, you're basically allowing your your understand your 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 grasp on yourself to be eliminated. So like allowing yourself to be more open to experiences to know that you are part of a larger universe not just you yourself and you just by yourself in an individual alone isolated experience and so these experiences allow people to have a better understanding of the universe better understanding how we are all one and how that all plays into the larger part of where we're going and that's what i think a lot of people who listen to my podcast and listen to other podcasts want to know about especially in paranormal um, interests like ghosts and, and afterlife and that sort of thing. Um, so one, one other thing that I thought was really interesting when we're still on the topic of shamans and, um, and, and indigenous peoples is that the native Americans believe that people who are, um, experiencing high acuity psych, psychological, um, experiences like psychosis, schizophrenia, um, and major major depression, or you know, some not necessarily major depression, but really really high high acuity type stuff. They say that those individuals, you know, who are stuck 
and they're on, they're on the breaking point that they're they're dealing with a very spiritual experience a very spiritual potential breakthrough in their ascension um, towards understanding towards nirvana towards heaven whatever you want to call it towards ascending spiritually to become more understanding so when somebody might be schizophrenic might somebody might be um, paranoid might, might be um they might be having some sort of breakdown a lot of people they shamans believe when they look at individuals who are maybe in in the uh, psych wards and things like that uh, a shaman was actually brought into a psych ward one time and he stated that all he saw were people that were on the precipice on of the next breakthrough for themselves that once they got past this point in their lives that they would have a breakthrough now while that might may be true for some people a lot of people do return um, requiring psych psychological psychiatric uh, care um, so there may be some truth to the shamans in in that regard um, and they're very they're very well versed in DMT and, and a, a lot of these other uh, medications drugs whatever you want to call them um, that have hallucinogenic properties so one uh, in sham shamanism uh, James Kent, the author of Psychedelic Information Theory, Shamanism in the Age of Reason, states that humans across all cultures have, a have alien and heavenly archetypes embedded in their subconscious, and psychedelic tryptamines can access these archetypes with a high level of success. So he's kind of saying that these drugs might actually just be accessing these archetypes that are just in our subconscious waiting for us to kind of have, have a different level of consciousness to access them that they might not actually be autonomous meaning real meaning uh self-aware um and self self uh efficacy being able to uh assert themselves instead of them being figments of our imagination um it's also worth noting that not all people who smoke dmt see beings though um and that some see beings that look nothing like elves or aliens so there's a lot of diversity to the individuals that they see. But that being said, there are a lot of people who see these these elf-like beings. Um, but what do you think? Have you have you experienced or talked to anybody who's experienced DMT? What have they said? You know, have you have you ever used it? What what have what have your experiences been? Um, I, I don't know if I'd ever tried. I think it's kind of something where you, it's personal personal opinion you got to trust your body and you know what your body is able to handle um, and kind of go that route but um i think it's something where in this age of we don't know who we are or what we are i think we're we're kind of willing to try anything to try to fully grasp that and whether that's trying you know trying dmt whether that's trying you know some other ayahuasca something else um you know <laughs> Yeah, I watch the Joe Rogan podcast probably just like anybody else, and he talks a lot about that stuff. And so, I think a lot of us are just kind of like interested in finding out where we come from, what we're doing here. Is there another reality? Are there multiple other realities? Are we living in a multiverse? And what happens after this universe? That's one of the great questions. So, I'll leave it at that. I hope you guys are having a great day, a great weekend great evening i hope you guys are taking care of yourself spiritually physically emotionally following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams and as always continue to question the universe around you 
Till next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.